Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Billboard Pop Shop Podcast. I'm Keith Caulfield, Senior Director of Charts at Billboard. And I'm Katie Atkinson, Billboard's Deputy Editor Digital. Hello, Katie. Hey, Keith. How are you? I'm feeling special today. Why are you feeling special? Uh, we got special episode why, today. Why are you feeling special? <laughs> um, well, we'll tell you why it's yeah. special. In a moment. In a uh, moment. Because as always, the Billboard Pop Shop Podcast is your one-stop shop for all things pop on Billboard's weekly charts. In addition, you can always count on a lively discussion about the latest pop news, fun chart stats and stories, new music, and guest interviews with music stars and folks from the world of pop. Tell us about one of those people on the, in the world of pop, Katie. I will do that. Today on the show, we have an interview with Benny Blanco, yeah. songwriter, producer, extraordinaire. Ooh. So stay tuned for that in just a moment. But first, before we get started, if you enjoy the podcast, subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast provider so you won't miss an episode. And if you want to explore more podcasts from Billboard, visit billboard.com slash podcasts. So, today on the show, today on the show, we have an interview with Benny Blanco. Uh, the producer and songwriter released the very first album under his own name back in December called Friends Keep Secrets after being behind the scenes of some of the biggest pop hits for the best past decade. We chatted with him about why it was important for him to attach his name to these seven songs, how he chose the collaborators he worked with on the project, including Khalid, Halsey, Juice World, Brendan Urie, and many more, and what it's like to co produce a song with Calvin Harris. Plus, we picked his brain about working on the Hot 100 number one hit Senorita with Camila Cabello and Shawn Mendes, and how he managed to balance the dozens of superstar voices who all came together for Lil Dicky's Earth. Hint, it was hard. <laughs> it, was, it was hard, and it took a, lot, a long time. Oh, and he mentioned that another album, or maybe Sequel? three more, three more are on the way, so <laughs> take a listen to our super fun chat with Benny Blanco. So come away, started to do Hello to Benny Blanco and welcome to the Billboard Pop Shop Podcast. Hello. <laughs> Thank you so much for chatting with us today. So where where are we talking to you from? Because we're on the phone with you today. I did just get back to my house in LA. I'm, I'm back. I've been on vacation for a few months. Months? Wow. All right. Uh, I know, I know, it's crazy. It was a little bit of work. I'm, it's, I'm, I'm, it's impossible for me to completely cut off. But I've been, I've been, uh, I've been trying to, trying to relax a little bit. And now it's, now it's back to work. Obviously, I'm talking to you. Guys. What's <laughs> up? Well, welcome home. And um, you know, you obviously deserved a break because it's been an incredibly busy year for you, which started um, with back in December, actually, when you released uh, your very first project under your own name, Friends Keep Secrets. And after sort of, you know, hiding in plain sight in the production credits for years, why was it important for you to put your name on these seven songs that you put out? Um, look, it's like this. It's like you, you spend your life like I did. I did. Look, it's like it's like your it's like your guys life. It's like you go into work every day. So let's say let's say I work. This is my new like flavor of the month. Let's say. Let's say I work in an Italian restaurant, okay? Okay. And I make pizza every single day. That's my only job is to make pizza. And I see all these other people in the in doing the line cooking, and they're making pasta every day. And, like, one day I'm going to go in and I'm like, you know what, I'm going to try making some pasta. <laughs> so it's like, it's like I feel, I feel like, like I had done it for so long, and honestly, like, the first, the first time it happened, 
I was with Ed Sheeran on tour, and and I was sitting there, and he, we we were watching the Defiant one that uh, the uh, Kirk Douglas? Jimmy Iovine. Oh, that. Oh, oh, that. oh yeah. sorry. Got it. Yeah. So we're sitting there. We're watching it. We watched like all of them in a row, and Ed stands up and he looks at me. He's like, "Dude, what the fuck are we doing with our lives?" He's like, look how much they're doing. We're not doing anything. And then he's like, all right, I'll be right back. I got to go play this show, literally to a stadium. And I'm like sitting there in the back, and I remember I had this big teddy bear in my hand. And I was like, what the fuck are we doing with our lives? And, and I was, and it, you know, in that moment, I started like thinking, and I was like, well, you know, Dr. Dre really figured it out when he like started putting out his own music. And it's like, look, you, you also, it's, I make songs for other people so it's it's very i I never get to i'm never in charge of the video or how they promote Mm -hmm. it or how they carry themselves i don't get to do anything past making the song you know that makes all the sense in the world and now you can right and 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 yeah and then i was just like you know what i was like why don't i try this and i asked a bunch of my friends and i was just waiting for people to be like all right dude like get back get the fuck back there keep making this song but like i don't know people were just like yeah man give it a try and i had never really asked people for anything like i'm not like i'm not like yo man let me worry let's do this like i never i'd never done this so when i asked my friends it was just like an organic thing how it happened well clearly it worked out i i I happen to be friends with some people who are much more talented than me (laughs) well um (laughs) So. Well, well, we'll let you guys fight over who has more talent. Um, how did you? There's no, there's no fight. I'm pretty talentless. Stop. All right. Um. So, so a question: How did you? You know, these are your friends. How did you end up? You know, choosing the artists that you collaborated with on the project because you know you've worked with so many different people and you have so many friends in the business and you know probably beyond the business. I mean, you have sort of the pop rock, pop rock of Brendan Urie to you know the rap of Juice World, and that's just it, on one it, song. It, <laughs> Like guys, it was just like it's just like I've been making songs for so long for people. I've been hanging out with people for so long that like I was just it was it just kind of I was like okay, um, you know whoever I was in with, I'd be like hey, you, you know let's try the song for me, and then they'd be like all right, and then and then I'd be like hey, uh, oh my god, this sounds so cool. It's, it would be so cool if someone else was on it. And it was just like, it was just me like, you know, hitting my head against the wall, like trying funny combinations. And it's like, honestly, th- those were just like the first people who got on the song. So it's like, like that I tried. So then it's like, you know, every time I do a new one, it'll be with, you know, new, new and fun, talented people that I'm friends with. And, and some, a few people that I'm meeting for the first time that, like, I'm just a big fan of. And, like, it's cool. It's cool that, like, now I get to make music. And I'm like, hey, man, I'm, like, one of the artists. <laughs> like, it's like, it's like, oh, my God. It's like, you know, it's like, look, it's also a childhood. You know, nobody nobody starts their life out. Or maybe they do now because you know more of what it is. But nobody starts their life out and they're like, man, I really want to be a record producer. Like, that's not like, it's usually like, you know, or at least when I was growing up, there wasn't YouTube and all that stuff. So you didn't know who was who, you know, when I was growing up, you were like, I want to be an artist. And I tried being an artist and I was like, was 
luckily not good, not good at all. <laughs> so then I became a producer and now I get to, you know, live out that little childhood dream again. Um, I'm wondering, you know, when sort of kind of dialing it back to the artists that you have on the album, you know, I'm wondering, and this is probably something you've been asked a lot, you know, when you have, you know, more than one artist on a song, were you able to, to be in the studio together with them or was it all kind of done remotely and they send you bits and pieces? Sometimes it's with people, sometimes it's remotely. You know, a lot of these people have, like, really fucking crazy schedules. So it's like, I'm, like, running around the world trying to get people to, like, cut these songs. And I'm like, and I'm like, oh, this would be so cool if you did it. And then, like, I'm like, I got to meet you up next time you're in LA. Okay, let's go here. You know what I mean? Like, some, sometimes it's a little bit of, like, a jigsaw puzzle. And you actually uh, often collaborate with other producers, too. And on this album, you have your collaboration with um, Calvin Harris, which you co-wrote and co-produced the song with him um what's that process like of sharing production are you guys putting together you know things 50 50 in one place or does one of you bring an idea and the other kind of helps you flesh it out how does that work honestly like with him look every song is different with him he's like so incredibly talented and he uh you know i always wanted to do a song like i was i, I was a very big fan of like his music and i always wanted to do a song uh, you know, when he sings, that's like when I was, that's what inspired me the most. And I was just like, dude, like, come on, like, uh, let's do one. And he didn't want to do one. All he wanted to do was make, he was like, I want to make house songs. And I was like, all right. And then like, I was like, come on, there's gotta be like, at least like an old start. And we found like this, like one old song. Cause he doesn't like write the songs anymore. Like he won't sing on them anymore. And we found this one from like years before and just like workshopped it together and like made it, made it good and he's you know he's so talented i'm just you know i'm lucky to be in the room well thanks for making him saying i love when he sings yeah like he doesn't do that enough anymore really yeah i know right isn't it like it's like it's, it's very honest you know a lot mm-hmm. of people like a lot of people don't have that 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 tone to their voice you know i always tell him to do it more yeah but i don't know i'm waiting for this he doesn't listen to me. i'm waiting for the solo acoustic record from calvin harris make that happen <laughs> All right, I'll, I'm going to get on it right now. Cool, yeah. cool. Can you, can you just conference them in? We can make that. I'm just kidding. No. Um, so we noticed on your album uh, there there's one song that doesn't have any featured credit, and that's Just For Us Part 2. Um, what was the significance of having that one not have any features, though we we see that there are uncredited vocals from Justin Vernon and Francis and the Lights. But why was the meaning kind of behind having that one just kind of go as is, as just a Benny Blanco track? I feel like it's, you know, it's in the name. You know, some things are just for us. You know, we don't need to publicize it. We don't need to make it this huge thing. And I felt like I wanted the song just to, like, slip in there. And if you really knew what was going on, it was like a little, like, gem to you. And it was like... I don't know. It's like a song that just felt like, you know, the people, the people who listen to my music, it's like just for us. You know what I mean? And it's like, I think it's the type of song that definitely puts you in a certain mood and you get really lost in it. And it's like, I'm, you know, on all my records, like on my new one, like I definitely have a song like that too. And it's just very important to where I came from and the type of music that I like to listen to. Did I, did I hear you say new New one? one? Is there a new album coming? There is definitely a new album Ooh. coming. Ooh, tell us more. Tell us more. <laughs> I wish I wish I knew more. I don't know. Lies, lies. You're the artist, Benny Blanco. <laughs> you can make those decisions now. I gotta go ask Benny. Um, <laughs> no, uh, 
no, yeah, I'm working on it. You know, honestly, like the thought in my head is to have a four part series. Four parts. Like four. Wow. Yeah, guys, four seven song albums coming at you. <laughs> wow. So we 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 could I get. Know. How about that, Bob? Is, <laughs> so will it, will it be like Friends Keep Secrets, like Volume Two, sometime in 2020, or is it? I don't know. Yeah, some some like we don't that. Know. I don't. I don't know yet, but some, but something like that for sure. Yeah, and just like more songs, and like I'm just like having fun, and I'm just trying to like make songs that inspire me, and 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 you know just make me feel like when you first start making songs, you have that feeling. It's like when you're a kid and like you're on a roller coaster and you don't know when it's gonna stop, and you're like it's like the wind's almost knocked out of you, and you feel like butterflies in your stomach, and then like as you make songs. You know, for so many years, it becomes almost like a job, you know, and you still love it, but you don't necessarily get that same feeling you got when you're like a kid. And this project really puts me back into that feeling of being a kid again and just like not knowing the unknown, you know. Hey, uh, I have a question, Benny. Um, So and this is sort of a, it's related to what you just said about <laughs> being a kid. Um, we were interviewing Cheryl Crow recently about her new album, Threads. And it has all these amazing featured artists on it, kind of like how you have on, on your album. And she was talking about when she was little and she was kind of like looking at like the James Taylor album or the Fleetwood Mac album. And now she was able to get those people on her own album. Um, your album has a lot of kind of your contemporaries on it. Are there thoughts of maybe you kind of you know reaching out to people that maybe inspired you when, when you were little or a child and looking up to like sort of icon type people? Yeah, well, a few of my icons have, have since passed. Mm. So I don't know how I don't know how easy it'll be to get them on record. And I always get scared about doing that. Like for someone like her, like she's like a legend. Like I'm like nobody. So it's like I I always feel like. I would be like the worst work they've ever done. Oh, you know, like I'd be like, I'd be the one blemish on like someone's perfect, you know, career. Uh, you're far too humble because um, we have in our notes here that you have written or produced eight Billboard Hot 100 number ones in your career. So you are not no one. Um, and you just had your very uh, most recent one, which was Senorita by Sean Mendez and Camila Cabello. Um, that song has been such like lightning in a bottle. Did you realize in the studio that it was going to make like as big of a splash as it's made? Um, a lot of times it's so hard because like, you know, it's like that one we worked on for so long. It was like, it took, you know, it took before that song like came out and did everything from the first demo. Like it was like over a year, you know, year and a half, Whoa. maybe more. <laughs> and it's like, I think once we were all in the studio together, when it was like me, Camila, Sean, everyone else who wrote it with us, like, it was just like, I think it was like, like I remember it, we were, we were, uh, I was sitting with, um, it was, it was really like, it was like Andrew Watts, like mastermind, like brain child that, that like birthed this thing. And he was like, we're in the studio together and like we were cutting everyone together. And I was like, holy shit, I think it's going to happen. And then like, even then it was like, oh man, is it going to happen? Is it going to come out? Even like when we finished it, you never know, you know, you never know mm-hmm. until it's out. And then it came out and I mean, it's, uh, it's crazy to me. No, no, I did not know it was as big <laughs> as it was going to be. And and but it's awesome. I love it. 
Yeah, and um, you know, you've actually worked with Camila for a long time now. I was find I found a video where she was still in Fifth Harmony and you were doing something with her. And then you know, obviously, you've worked on some of her her early solo music. What has it kind of been like to have a front row seat to her growth from those early days to now, where she's like a bona fide you know superstar? She's definitely like now when I see her, I'm like, whoa. You know, like before, it's like, oh my God, this is like this girl who's like finding her own and stuff. And now you see her and she's like, it's like, I'm a diva. Like, it's like, she's like, she's like, like there's like theme music when she walks. She in, has her own know, wind machine you know? in, in front of her. Yeah. 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 There's definitely heavy wind. <laughs> That's awesome. But she's still down to earth and like just your normal average everyday Camila. The, mo- the, the most. Like, the most. Um, and we're still talking about Senorita and you know this is actually the first time we think if we've done our discography trolling through your discography <laughs> we think this is the first time that you've worked with Sean um or at least it was it was the it was the first time we've been trying to for a long time like I actually actually one of my friends like brought me his music uh like his his touring booker before he was even signed when he was like 13 and was just like you got to work with this kid Whoa. blah blah blah, blah. Yeah. And you're kicking yourself now right. that you didn't work with him at 13, huh? <laughs> no, no. It was just finding the right time for us. Like, I, I see everything as, like, just, like, time and a place. And it was just, it was our time. It was our time to do stuff. I wait. I don't force things, you know? Yeah. Um, and you've obviously worked on a lot of collaborative tracks, as we've talked about um, over the last few minutes. But no collaboration has been quite as large and massive as Lil Dicky's Earth that you worked on. Um, as a producer, how, oh my God. Like, how did you possibly navigate <laughs> that many different, you know, superstar voices on one song? It took three years to make. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that's was, how you do well, it over it. three years. That's how. <laughs> yeah. It, no, it's just crazy. It's like someone's over. It's like, hey, man, we're doing this thing. Let me explain it to you. And it's so hard to, like, explain to people before the video's made. Like, you're like, no, you're going to be like an animal. Like, and I don't fucking know. It just happened. I think people were into a good cause and trying to do something to help, you know. Dude, like, we're fucked. Like, look around. Like, we're fucked. It's hot as shit in L.A. right now. And, like, you know, so many people have a voice and don't really do anything with it. And I think it was, it's really important that, you know, any moment we can whether big or small, do something that could help, you know, move things forward, you know? Absolutely. Um, Okay, finally, we've kept you a long time, but, um, you know, we sort of reflected on your year since it started with, uh, you know, your album coming out in December, and now we're coming back around. What has this year been like for you? Like, can you put into words kind of like how, what this year has been like professionally, personally? It's, It's been like one of the most freeing years of my life. And being like, you know, it's, I'm just doing it all for fun now. And it's like, it's like, I always did it for fun, but there's no, there's, there's no pressure. It's like, just make songs I like and don't, don't worry about what happens. And it's just like, it's, I feel like a kid again. Well, that's incredible. You figured out how to make your job not a job, basically. Yeah. <laughs> I know. <laughs> well, good I work. Know, it's crazy. You need to teach all of us how to do that. <laughs> yeah, how do we make that happen? Oh my, There's yeah. a reason why you're doing what you're doing. Exactly. <laughs> um, yeah. We really appreciate you hopping on the phone with us today and uh, really looking forward to hearing what this part two of, uh, of your album series might end up being. Guys, thank you so much. You're the best. <laughs> and I can't wait to meet you in person. No, you're yes, the best, absolutely. Benny. You're the best, really. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks so much. Bye, guys. Bye. I found you.
Thank you so much to Benny for calling in. He was so much fun. Super fun. I've never talked to him before. Yeah. And as he said at the end, we can't wait to meet him in person and hang out because that was a blast. He seems like a nice guy. I agree. Um. Well, now it's time for the chart stat of the week. Yeah. Don't stop making pop DJ Okay, so in the interview with Benny, we mentioned how he has had eight number one hits on the Billboard Hot 100 chart. Yes. Um, but we didn't say what they were. We said what one of them was. One. Senorita. I feel a quiz Katie coming on. There's a quiz Katie. <laughs> and it's also a quiz you listening. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also probably gave it away just a little bit because the intro music would have been one of the songs. Mm-hmm. So the intro music for the, the that you just I heard. Hear it. That <laughs> people at home listening would have just heard it. And that was his first number one hit. Mm. So Katie, can you name any of Benny Blanco's number one hits aside from Senorita? I hope I can. I feel like in my research, I definitely came upon at least one that I know is a number one. Well, let's see if we can just guess one and I can just tell you the rest. Well, Teenage <laughs> Dream by Katy Perry. That is correct. Yay. Ding, 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 ding. Um, and on that same note, I have one more guess. That's, I think, Kesha, TikTok. Correct. Was also his. Is there, that correct? There was at least another Kesha track as well. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Okay. It's funny. We just did an article about Kesha's 10, top 10, Hot 100 songs. Um, Let me just tell you? Yeah, just tell me. So we are who we are. Ugh. I could have guessed that. Okay, here's all here's all of Benny's number ones. <laughs> okay. Um, the first number one was Kesha's TikTok. Okay. And then he had a number one with Katy Perry's California Girls featuring Snoop Dogg. Mm. Katy Perry's Teenage Dream. Kesha's We Are Who We Are. Maroon 5's Moves Like Jagger mm. featuring Christina Aguilera. Rihanna's Diamonds. Damn, uh, Benny. Justin Bieber's Love Yourself. Uh, I should have known that because in the Ed Sheeran Apple Music documentary... The, the very first scene is Benny and Ed writing Love Yourself. Oh. Oh, it's such a good scene. And then uh, finally, uh, Sean and Camila with Senorita. Yes. What so, a career. So, uh, well, and, and that's also, I mean, the papers I'm shaking here. <laughs> He's had tons of hits. That just happens to be the eight number ones. I, think I had, saw, and I don't, Keith will get mad if I say this wrong, but I thought it said that he had 27 top tens on the Hot 100. I don't know that number. Okay. Well, that's just Katie saying unverified information. So there you go. (laughs) Uh, There's your chart stat for the week. There are all eight of Benny Blanco's number one hits on the Billboard Hot 100 slash Quiz Katie time. (laughs) I love it when you call me, senorita. I wish I could pretend I didn't need you. Okay. We've reached the end of our big special uh Benny Blanco dedicated show. Yeah. Um, any parting words, Katie? Well, we didn't hear all those Benny Blanco songs, so it feels like we should go out on one of them, right? Ooh, well, maybe a, one of the number ones or something else. Oh, let's go for a deeper cut. What you got on your list? Oh, well, um, how about uh, Dynamite by Tyle Cruz? It's not really oh, a deep cut. I actually cut. love that song. It's a number so two hit. I vote all the way yes, Dynamite. All right, see you guys next time. Bye. Because I told you once.